0: Hi, my name is Julian Chambliss. I'm a professor of English and History at Michigan State University, as well as a core faculty in the Critical Diversities in a Digital Age initiative. I also serve on the Academics Committee for the Zora Hurston Festival as one of the national planners for the event. I will be your host for this episode of Every has Got to Confess. The purpose of the podcast series is to explore issues facing communities of color globally by listening to the voices of attendees at the Zora Neale Hurston Festival of the Arts and Humanities. Founded by the Association to Preserve Edenville Community, the Zora Festival has an educational aim. Since its founding, the festival has celebrated the life and work of Zora Neale Hurston, commemorated the historic significance of Edenville, Florida, and honored the global cultural contributions made by people of African ancestry. Every Tongue Got to Confess is a podcast designed to document the dynamic discussions about education, enterprise, institution, and activism intrinsic to the ideology that founded Eatonville and shaped its most famous daughter. This production is a joint project among the Association to Preserve Eatonville Community, Rollins College's Africa and African American Studies Program, and the Department of History at the University of Central Florida. Public history graduate student Holly Baker sat down with Walter Hawkins, president of the Jones High School Museum, and Osmere Lewis, a college student at the University of Central Florida. In the interview, they talked with Holly about Jones High School Museum and a recent documentary film about the Jones High School marching band called Marching Forward. Let's listen to their conversation.
1: Could you both please introduce yourselves for the audience? Walter Hawkins, and I serve as the president
2: of the Jones High School Historical Society.
3: Uh, My name is Osmer Lewis, and I'm a senior undergraduate student at the University of Central Florida.
1: Mr. Walter Hawkins, may I ask you, how and why did the Jones High School Historical Society and the Jones High School Historical Museum come about?
2: Great question. Jones High School was established in 1895, and part of what we want to do uh, as we came into the 1990s was have a celebration recognizing 100 years, the centennial of Jones High School, which was uh, done in 1995. From that centennial celebration, which was 100 years of great things that happened at Jones, was a discussion of creating a museum that will have the artifacts, talk about the history of Jones, talk about the great things that was part of historical Jones High School. And that's why it came about, there were six individuals that came together because of all of the celebrations that uh, was part of the centennial. Just people were bringing artifacts, bringing, just talking about stories of Jones and the years they were there. And they said, why not create this museum where we can capture all of this data, and be able to highlight it from years to come. And we can have various classes come to visit, and we were fortunate to have it open on the campus of Jones High School.
1: That's great. Osmer Lewis, at ZoraFest this year, they discussed the documentary Marching Forward, the documentary about the Jones High School Marching Band. And I, I know that you worked on that film, and I wonder if you could tell me what that experience was like.
3: Uh, The experience working on uh, Marching Forward is really eye-opening for me, and I really liked it because it was a combination of the two things that I want to do, and that's like film and history, and the documentary is the perfect place to combine those and like, you know, hone in on those skills, and uh, I thought it was very interesting as a history class just because of the fact that it's one of those classes where you get to be out in the field and you apply the research that you've learned, like ways to find out different sources, working with primary and secondary sources and whatnot, just to find information. It's like a classroom outside of a classroom where I was learning information about Orlando that I'd never learned before. And it was this black history and just history of the Paramore neighborhood that I don't think I would ever learn. Just taking class at UCF, that would be focused on that. I think it would be impossible to do that. But I just thought it was a very interesting experience just to be able to learn about, uh, you know, the community that I'm in and that I've been in for four years. And also being able to apply what I've learned being an undergrad student and, you know, writing research papers and learning how to look for sources. It was very interesting to finally be able to look for sources for something that wasn't a paper and something that you'd put on screen.
1: Uh, Mr. Hawkins. I know that you are involved with the Jones High School Historical Society and the museum, but um, could you tell me your other connections to Jones High School?
2: Well, I'm a graduate of Jones High School, class of 1971, and I'm just always willing to do what I can to give back into the school, uh, because the school was a foundation. It was when we talked about a village. When you, Part of that village was your educational village. Uh, we have religious, You know components of a village you have you have various businesses as part of your village but one of the foundation for all of it is your educational hub and Jones have always been one of those schools that when you leave Jones you have left there with a quality education that was always emphasized with because of the great teachers that we had the great principals that we have and the connection and we all looked out for each other. Growing up at Jones, I can see there were juniors and seniors that led the path for me going forward and making sure that I focus in what I needed to do. And I saw role models, you know, I saw people that was, you know, being able to progress through the various grades and eventually go and graduate. And then some of them would go into the field of education and return as teachers. So it really just kinda of gave a sense of of a future understanding, a future vision as far as why I want to give back. Because that's, for me, it was given to me. And as a person, I truly believe I have to give it back to the community. So that's how my connection was involved with Jones.
1: So, this kind of um, highlights the importance of partnerships. So, um, could you tell me more about the importance of the partnerships that you've created? Well, we were
2: just so excited about the University of Central Florida being one of our partners. You know, we couldn't ask for a better partner uh, because of the resources that we have, just not just from the professors, but from the students. Because the students will, this is a learning experience, but it also gives us the resources that we can do the things that we've set out to do, become a very digital museum, doing some things that will start to put us get us more grounded, get us more organized, get us more focused as a museum. Because we got to do more than just on the campus, we got to do it across the United States, internationally, because we have graduates, we have interested parties, all we want to know. But here's an opportunity that the University of Central Florida can help us to take the museum that we have, which is one of two that's in the United States. Now we can really make it one of the most recognized museum and maybe the one that when people come to Orlando, they want to come to the museum, but if they can't come to Orlando, they can go on the website, they can see that information for the ones that have gone, that graduated from Jones and have not returned. Now they can go to the website, but the partnership has been tremendous because of all of the resources that the University of Central Florida has on its campus.
1: So you touched on it a little bit um, just now, but where where do you see the Jones High School Historical Museum headed in the future?
2: Well, just really emphasizing not just Jones High School, but also kind of emphasizing the African-American community, which is the key to all of it because many of those folks grew up in the African-American community. And that's a generation that we want to emphasize the, when as I go back to the village where you have the institution of faith, you have the institution of schools, you have the various institutions. So it became a community and Jones was one of those spokes in that wheel that was very important. So that's to me is how we want to see this thing go
3: forward.
1: Osmer Lewis, I hear that you are familiar with the museum, and I was wondering if you could tell us more about it.
3: Oh, well, the museum is, it's a space at the Jones High Campus, and it houses a lot of material about Jones that was curated by Audrey Reichert. She was a former teacher there that took hold of the museum, and, like, she had a hand in everything that was in it and wrote a bunch of histories of Jones, and she pretty much put the whole thing together and in the museum there's spaces where we see pictures of uh principals on the wall and there's also pictures of uh from earlier decades in the 50s and 60s that included like band directors uh, such as chief wilson and all of his accomplishments and there's trophies for football players as well and along with that there's uh yearbooks in the museum as well and it's just the It's a lot of information about how Jones got to where it is, and it deals with uh, the opening, the movement. It documents the movement from the Callahan Center with the first schoolhouse that was there. There's pictures that highlight its movement to uh, the location that they have now off of Rio Grande. And uh, the museum, it's mainly visual, and it deals a lot with photographs. And then because, in my opinion, the museum is catered more towards alumni and In order for them to feel that they were a part of the museum, they'd like to see pictures of people that they know and people that they've dealt with, and they'd like to see themselves in the museum. That's the main draw of the museum, if I had to pick one thing, would be the photos on the wall that uh, visitors could come to and they could point and say, hey, that's my principal on the wall, or I went to school with them, they were in my class.
1: Great. Well, Mr. Hawkins and Osmer Lewis, thank you both for talking to me about this, and it's a very exciting thing that you guys have going on.
0: Thanks for listening to Every Time Got to Confess podcast. Holly Baker and I produced this podcast with support from the UCF Department of History and the African African American Studies Program at Rollins College. Be sure to find the rest of the episodes by searching for us online and subscribing to us on iTunes. <music>